Hey guys, you're now listening to Adulting 101. My name is Ayo and I'm delighted to have you listening in. In case you haven't already, please make sure you check out my last episode, which was called Your ISA Allowance, where I basically talk about the lifetime ISA and your general ISAs and how you can make sure you maximize the allowance that you have before the financial year ends on the 5th of April. In case you might find that useful, please make sure you check that out. Today, I am talking about the coronavirus. I really didn't want to you know draw attention to it or add any more attention to it than is already out there in the media but I thought it might be helpful for anyone that is just looking for a 101 guide a simple explanation about what's going on and what to you know look out for so in case you might find that helpful please make sure you keep on listening okay cool so let's get into this so like I said I didn't really want to do this episode it wasn't my scheduled episode for this week but I think in light of everything that's going on it only makes sense to you know just add to the information out there hopefully bring a basic 101 guide to people that might find it useful there is a lot of news outlets a lot of coverage about this a lot of social media chatter about this but I thought it might be helpful to just have a short and sweet hopefully a short and sweet episode about this virus and just give you the information um as basic as possible and just make sure you you know keep an ear out um for anything else that may develop so yeah let's get straight into it so what is coronavirus um coronavirus is basically a large family of viruses which may cause illness in animals or in humans so in humans there are several coronaviruses um, and they're known to be respiratory so basically affecting your lungs and your breathing um, the infections can range from common colds to more severe diseases such as the middle east respiratory syndrome which is known as MERS and severe acute respiratory syndrome which is known as SARS and the most recently discovered coronavirus is the one that is you know sort of plaguing the world at the moment called COVID-19 so the thing about this so when we talk about coronavirus it's actually a generic term for a family of viruses the actual virus that is going around right now that is currently affecting a lot of nations and a lot of people is called COVID-19 now COVID-19 is an infectious disease caused by the most recently discovered coronavirus this virus was is new and was unknown until the outbreak began in December 2019. So this is a very new virus. This is something that wasn't known about until four months ago, which is crazy to think, but is the reality of the situation. So that begs the question, why is this a huge deal? Now, it's evident that it's a huge deal because like I said, it's a new virus. They didn't know about it before December 2019. And therefore, because of that, there is no vaccine. So in terms of vaccines, there is no antiviral medicine available and there is no vaccine available to prevent or treat COVID-19. With most viruses that are about now, there are medicines that can be used to treat or prevent it. And unfortunately for COVID-19, we don't have that. So therefore we can't really stop the spread of the disease in a medical way. So there are some possible vaccines and some possible specific drug treatments that are under investigation but they're currently going through clinical trials. So the World Health Organization is conducting trials, trying to expedite the process as much as possible. But unfortunately, there isn't anything out there that is, you know, tried and tested and available to treat COVID-19 at the moment. Um, Another reason why 
COVID-19 is such a huge deal is just the alarming rate at which it's been spreading across the world and the death toll that is currently um, happening. Um, So the amount of deaths and the amount of cases is increasing day by day and at a quite alarming rate. So just to give you a bit of context when it comes to that i'm based in uk so i'm going to be talking about the uk and um, two european countries so the biggest affected country outside of china where the virus was first um, discovered is italy and right now italy as of today um, 17th of march they have uh, recorded 2,000 deaths and 31,506 people are infected by coronavirus now that is huge numbers in such a short period of time and so because of that of course um, there are neighboring countries European countries in general and the world are looking at Italy as um, an example of what could be a possibility in their own countries as well in terms of France there has been 175 deaths and 7730 people have been infected as of today's date Um, So again, huge numbers in such a short period of time. Um, And in terms of the UK, so where I'm based, we have recorded 71 deaths and 1,950 people are infected. Now that might seem good um, in comparison to other European countries, but I think um, as somebody that is in the UK and is very aware of the social media in the UK, listen to certain podcasts based in the UK about coronavirus and COVID-19, um i think what we're finding is that maybe not enough people are being tested and these numbers aren't being updated as often as they should be so that's something to be aware of as much as we are using the news as our source of information i would just say that you know use several sources if you are wanting to engage heavily with covid19 and to keep an update on that just make sure you use several different news sources and make sure you keep up to date with where the source of information is coming from as well because i think one thing that i'm personally worried about is the fact that um the uk isn't necessarily testing all the people that should be tested when it comes to the symptoms that are coming out of um covid19 so speaking of symptoms that's the next question what are the symptoms of the covid19 disease so the most common symptoms are fever tiredness and a dry cough Um, some patients have actually recorded aches and pains nasal congestion runny nose sore throat and diarrhea but i would say that the three main symptoms that most um, medical professionals are saying that you should monitor is the fever the coughing and the difficulty breathing symptoms may begin quite mildly and they tend to gradually increase or gradually become more aggressive um, some people actually approximately 80 percent of people recover from the disease without needing special treatment um, but around one in six people end up becoming seriously ill and develop huge difficulties breathing so just to reiterate that the main symptoms that medical professionals especially in the uk are making sure that people monitor the most is your difficulty breathing, the continuous coughing and fever. So in terms of this COVID-19 disease, people are saying that, you know, the majority of people end up being able to recover 
um, and not being affected too much but they've identified that there are certain people that are particularly at risk when it comes to the history of the virus so who are those people that are at risk they are saying that older people um, are at risk of you know uh, contracting the disease and it seriously affecting their health they're saying people with pre-existing medical conditions such as high blood pressure heart disease lung disease cancer or diabetes are particularly at risk when it comes to this virus um, they're saying pregnant women are particularly at risk when it comes to this virus and people with a weakened immune system are also at risk so all these people that i've just mentioned people with these existing medical conditions or existing um states are at risk of developing a serious illness more than your average person so um i would just say that as much as you yourself might be like if i get coronavirus things will be calm that might not necessarily be the case for your family members your friends your neighbors or the people around you so we should definitely take covid19 very seriously so in order to take it seriously we must do our best to make sure that we limit the spread of the virus so what can you do as a person to make sure that you limit the spread of the virus you can regularly and thoroughly clean your hands making sure you wash them with antibacterial antibacterial pardon me soap and water so in the uk a lot of people have sort of been roasting this idea that the uk just keeps saying make sure you wash your hands make sure you wash your hands but to be honest it is one of the most effective ways of dealing with this virus make sure you wash your hands thoroughly and regularly with soap and water and if you don't have the opportunity to wash your hands with soap and water then you can use antibacterial hand gel but soap and water is the best method to clean your hands first why is it effective because washing your hands with soap and water or using an alcohol-based antibacterial hand gel kills viruses that may be on your hands another thing that you can do to make sure you limit the spread of the virus is to maintain at least one meter up to three feet distance between yourself and anyone who is coughing or sneezing so making sure you keep a good distance uh, and uh, as big a proximity as possible from people that may be coughing or sneezing in general um, whether you think they have the virus or not that's the best thing to do why because when someone coughs or sneezes they spray small liquid droplets from their nose or mouth which may contain the virus um, if you're too close you can breathe in the droplets including covid19 and if the person or coughing has the disease then you're more likely to contract it just to add to that as well like if somebody coughs or sneezes and that comes into contact with your hands as well again if you end up touching your face or anything like that that also puts you at risk of contracting the disease Another thing you can do to make sure you limit the spread of the virus is to avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth in general. So um, this is something I actually struggle with the most, I would say, um, because my face in general, my skin is very itchy. Um, but they're saying that just try your best to make sure you're not touching your face too much, not touching your eyes, your um, nose and your mouth. Why? Because your hands touch many surfaces which can pick up viruses 
Once they're contaminated, your hands can transfer the virus into your eyes, your nose or your mouth. And from there, the virus can enter your body and can make you ill. So if you take the general principle to try and avoid, you know, touching your mouth, your um, your eyes or your nose in general, then you can help stop limit transmitting the virus from your hands to your body. Another thing you can do is to make sure you and the people around you follow good respiratory hygiene. So this means covering your mouth and nose um, with your bent elbow or tissue when you cough or sneeze, then dispose of the used tissue immediately and then wash your hands immediately after that. Um, Why should you do that? Because the droplets spread the virus. By following good respiratory hygiene, you protect the people around you from viruses such as colds, blues and COVID-19. So as much as I'm saying all of this in relation to COVID-19, it's actually good hygiene practices in general. We should be washing our hands when we touch, you know, surfaces, even when you leave the tube, if you leave public transport, if you leave your car. Um, these are all places where the surfaces could potentially harbour the virus and if you follow those good hygiene practices in general you're more likely to kill the virus before it can get into contact with you or the people around you and the last thing I would say in order to limit the spread of the virus if you feel unwell please stay at home I mean right now the government is saying that you should probably avoid pubs clubs and restaurants as they're saying but Um, I have good reason to believe that it's going to become more extreme. Well, maybe extreme is not the right word, but they're probably going to put us on some sort of lockdown measure very soon. And that's not because of, you know, weird WhatsApp messages that have come through, but rather because that's what Europe has been doing. And we're likely to follow um, a similar approach to Europe just because we're so close in proximity and because we did well we used to be part of the European Union anyway so it makes sense that those are likely to be the policies that we're gonna follow and right now Europe has actually just um, imposed a a 30-day lockdown on travellers leaving the country and entering as well so yeah things are getting really real things are becoming um, very stringent I mean I think um, my friend was telling me I, I didn't look into this into more detail because it wasn't really um related to what i wanted to mention today but they're saying that you know france right now i think has um some curfews they're not allowing people to leave their house unless it's for really good reason they are at risk of fines if they leave their house so you can see that our neighbors are doing um quite extreme measures at the moment in order to curb the spread of this virus so it's likely that the uk is going to take some sort of measure um in that direction soon and it's not only you know just a case of copying your neighbors but it's rather the world health organization is actually quite um right now they've mentioned that they're not really happy with the way people have been dealing with trying to stop the spread of this disease so they want people to take more extreme measures and um in china where this virus was first you know um, discovered they actually did impose a huge lockdown made people stay in their houses and that has shown to be an effective method of trying to limit the spread of the virus so just in terms of looking at examples of around us we're seeing that lockdowns you know um, curfews and limiting travel has been something that has happened across the world so it's likely that that is going to come to the UK very soon Um, so I would just say be ready for that Um, so 
if you feel unwell or even in general if you don't have to leave your house i would really suggest you stay at home if you have a fever a cough or difficulty breathing please make sure you seek medical attention um i know that there's specific guidance on when you should and shouldn't call 111 if you are i know that the, the most recent guidance says that if someone in your house has shown symptoms then you should leave more you should stay at home and not leave your house for 14 days um, and if you're showing symptoms as well you should self-isolate so you know if you feel unwell if you're unsure just it's better to be safe than sorry um, even if you feel like you're going to be able to recover from the coronavirus like in two days three days a lot of people are doing it but you can't guarantee that for the people around you if you leave your house and you have the virus then you you risk infecting you know the person you sit next to on the bus you risk infecting the person you pass um on the tube you know stuff like that um really requires you to think about the people around you rather than just yourself and your family so i would just definitely encourage you guys like if you don't have to leave your house please stay at home and just keep well keep safe also like even if you can contract the virus and you'll be able to recover that's great but like if you don't have to contract the virus it's better you don't surely um so yeah i would just encourage everyone to just like i said stay safe um don't leave your house unless you have to don't panic buy too much i understand that the, the fear of it um obviously if we do end up going on to lockdown things may get peak but also again think about your communities by you over buying things other people end up without um and, and what good is that <laughs> do you know what i mean like we we have to take a community approach to this virus that's the only way it's going to work that's the only way all these measures are going to work um so yeah that's what i really wanted to say about covid19 today like i said it wasn't really my intention to talk about this but i really hope that through this episode somebody will be able to learn something something you didn't know before if you know it now then i've done my job like i said focus on your community focus on you know monitoring yourself if you're showing symptoms self-isolate make sure you keep well and call nhs 111 if you need to um and yeah just stay safe um, keep well keep prayerful keep positive as well it's it's really scary times and it can it can cause a lot of panic it can cause anxiety but just make sure you know you check in with your family and your friends whether it's by facetime calling um, texting and you know just um, make sure you do the best that you can considering the circumstances of course you know right now it is it's a bit weird because you don't know what's going to happen we don't know what happens until it happens um but just make sure that you you do what's best for you um but also what's best for your community yeah thank you so much for listening to adulting 101 i hope this was a helpful episode if it was please make sure you take the time if you can to share it to like it to download it to do all the engaging stuff that you know helps the podcast because i very much appreciate it uh, make sure you keep well like i said i'm praying for you and praying for all my listeners and praying for all your family your friends um i know that this will be conquered very soon um god is in control but yeah stay safe and have a blessed and wonderful week bye
Hey guys, I forgot I was going to tell you about the podcast episode. I found very helpful. This Genomics' latest podcast um, where he talks about coronavirus was really good. You get to hear about the coronavirus from an economic perspective. So with a trader and from a medical perspective with a doctor, it was so good. Really opened my eyes to the virus and the impact it's having on the NHS and on the economic climate. So please make sure you check that out. I'm going to put it in the show notes below. And also in terms of the information that I said today, I got the majority of my information from the World Health Organization website, as well as BBC News and Al Jazeera, just so that you have an idea of where I got my information from. I wasn't just, you know, using Twitter. (laughs) I actually used um, credible sources or what I believe are credible sources. But yeah, I'm going to link them all below as well, just so that you have an idea. But yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. And yeah, bye.